It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Thursday, the week's winding down. Sure is. This is is actually like Friday and a normal week because the Browns, again, play on Saturday. So we're only two days away now. Plus, it's the holiday. It's the month of December. So pretty much every day is Friday. Doesn't it feel that way in December? Yeah. Have you been upstairs in any kind of an office place right now? There is nobody doing anything. The upstairs. suits are no. not here. No. Christmas break started like December 18th. Absolutely. They move it back every year. Yeah, a little bit. I yeah, started around Halloween fact. myself. And I've just been <laughs> plowing through. I'm just like wearing pajamas. Hey, if the, the retail desk. stores are going to do it, we can do Absolutely. it too. Absolutely. We can do it too. Yeah, so, yeah we're definitely in. Um, so you're probably wondering where the hell is everybody? <laughs> uh, Bull is off. He has some things he needs to take care of today. Either his foot or his hand or his, uh, he's getting a massage. I forget what it is. <laughs> he's always he's got a so bunch of stuff. Talk about string of bad luck. G. Bush isn't here because he's changing a flat tire right now. This guy yeah. has had the worst luck when it comes to being here at 11 o'clock <laughs> on a regular basis. Can, can I, I called him this morning for our morning meeting and he answers the phone and goes, Anthony, <laughs> I got a flat tire. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. It really is. And he's trying to use a fix-a-flat, by the way, to try and fix that, which is doomed. Um, yeah, I've never had success with those, have no. you? No. My, uh, I, although my family's trash, so we've been riding around on those tires that have been fixed by fix-a-flat for like six months after you're supposed to get a new tire, you know? Triple <laughs> yeah. A works for me. I call Triple A. Hey, I got a flat. Yeah, yeah I'll be in the house. It. Tell <laughs> me when you get here. It's cold out. You might want to wear a coat. <laughs> Speaking of cold, man, is it coming. (laughs) Betsy tells me it's going to be below zero um, in all likelihood uh, with the windshield for sure. Tomorrow? Tomorrow and Saturday. Saturday. I enjoyed having her on yesterday. I watched that. That She was great. great. That was great. I mean, no one breaks it down like Betsy Kling. She's awesome. Uh, I've been picking her brain. She helped you out a little bit because you had a family issue that you were asking me about trying to plan when we do Christmas. So Betsy's kind of like, the Grinch that stole Christmas. I felt like such a loser. I'm texting you. My mom loves Betsy and wants to <laughs> yeah, know rough. if Betsy thinks we should cancel Christmas. <laughs> that, 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 answer yes. <laughs> Betsy says yes, cancel Christmas. <laughs> so, no, Betsy appreciates the compliment. She appreciates your mom being a big fan. But she's, Betsy is, see, in, in weather, it's really interesting because you don't want to be the boy who cried wolf or the girl who cried wolf because mm-hmm. this is serious life and death stuff. Sure. Right. But this is the kind of person she is. She texted me at 7 o'clock this morning, very early this morning, saying, Jay, I think your mom is still in Sandusky, if I'm not mistaken, because she was in Phoenix, and she likes to win her in Phoenix. And she said, um, just letting you know, they're going to get the most serious wins. It's going to start tomorrow. They're going to be in the 65-plus category. Wow. You may want to start making plans. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah you it's know, nice. I really, that, that, I really that wins strong enough to knock over a mom. <laughs> it is. <laughs> My mom will 
over. You know? <laughs> well, Peggy Polk wouldn't stand a chance against a 65. <laughs> She'd be gone? A gale like that. Dust in the wind? No way. Peggy'd be gone. <laughs> Peggy. Well, yeah. I, I showed my son the clip of Betsy being on because – I'm taking him to his first game Saturday. Uh And I said, buddy, I just want you to know, like, this is what we're looking at here. So I showed, uh, I showed him the clip and he's like, all right, yeah, I I think I want to do this. So I'm taking him. I'm taking, I'm taking AJ to the game Saturday. Nice. We have club seats. So I said, if it gets too cold, we can go inside. That's cheating. But that's cheating. We're going to give it a try. You're not roughing it at that point. No, no. It's 48 below zero. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying it's not a huge sacrifice (laughs) to take your kid to eat all the chicken fingers he can in the warm club area. In the 72 degree climate control club area. That's what a lot of people are going to be doing. We will be in the seats for the bulk of the game. But I told him if it gets too cold, we do have a little. That's that's a first world problem. We have a cheat code. We can go inside. (laughs) I have a very, I have a very like, I have distinct memories of being an extremely cold Browns game. At Municipal Stadium, my parents had two rows of seats in section uh, 34, and they had so that and we. But I remember those games being so cold, but being packed. I'm a little kid and being packed together with so many meaty dudes and big ants and stuff like that. <laughs> they were your wind block. I, I could not have been warmer. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, is anyone else hot? <laughs> I have so many ants and guys wearing Zubats around me. And you were probably getting osmosis heat from their oxidation, right? 100. percent Oh yeah, I'm definitely catching some of those vapors. But yeah. All right. Uh, G. Bush made it. Are you okay? The flat is fixed. No problem. Oh, yeah. Fix good. the flat works for you? Fix the flat Because we were talking about that. We've never had great success. Uh, oh, no. It worked for now. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't think the day. That's their slogan. It works for now. Yeah. For a couple hours. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I bet you picked up a nail. 90 is man, littered with construction it's nails. so crazy. I'm like, man, is my tire flat? And you kind of think maybe the road's a little rough. And you're like, oh, no, no, that's a rim. Yeah, I feel the yeah, I got to pull over. Yeah, well, we're glad you made it here. One piece busy show. Aditi's going to join us. Oh, I want to say congrats to the, the three Musketeers on the Cleveland Browns who are the Pro Bowl representatives this year. Joel Batonio makes it for the fifth consecutive year. Congrats to him. Nick Chubb, fourth straight. Miles Garrett, fourth straight. So those are the three amigos. Those are the guys that if you were to make a list of the guys who have lived up to their expectations this year, I think I might throw... Um, I don't know. Here's, is that list complete for you? I think it's complete. Who, yeah. who do you think is missing? I'm Obi Brissett. Is the, he's the one that exceeded my expectations. But he's not a Pro Bowler. But they were still, no, not a Pro Bowler. But I'm, I'm saying if you make a list of the guys who have outkicked their coverage or played up to the I level mean, we I, thought they I would. I would put DPJ on that list. Sure. DPJ has definitely Jacoby. turned the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, congrats to those guys. It's I a will, huge honor. It's a question, though. I am curious in this new format. What will Joel Batone? What is an offensive lineman's role in a flag football game? <laughs> Not years? much. Like, what do you do? Do you just you drink just, beer? You, you, I mean, probably. If they let him do that, that's great. But literally, what is he supposed to do? I don't know. Is he supposed to stand up and just kind of use his shoulders to push around? Like, I mean, what's maybe, he supposed to do? Maybe there is still. So, I would imagine there would still be a pass rush to try to get the quarterback. Are you allowed to touch the guys? <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's got to be contact at the point. I okay. truly don't watch because I think it's all stupid, so I don't watch anything Pro Bowl. But, but you're going to watch this year out of curiosity. Well, I don't, but there are, there's going to be new events, right? There's like skills competitions. Yes. I'm sure he'll participate in that type of stuff. I, yeah, right. but the game itself, like flag football, I don't I don't know what yeah. the role of the linemen will be. See, I, I would do it a little different. I would have linemen do stuff that they traditionally don't. So Running back, tight end, so quarterback. I would have them be the quarterback. I'd watch that. Yeah, so find, Joel, a, find a unique way to hurt I'd, I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah, I'd, wa- I'd, I'd watch that for sure. So or, would I. They'd I'd watch Miles Garrett as a tight end. Or a big oh, man yeah. relay. So you have defensive linemen and offensive. So you have two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen. 
So basically, you have to stagger them. O line starts first, then you go to D line, then you hand them a time. Yeah. So who would win the four by one hundred? Well, you know what would be fun to watch that in the four by one relay. The skills players get to pick four guys. The big fellas get three guys, and they get a hundred yard head start. Could the skills guys catch them? I would watch that. That would, would be. I would. I will watch all of that. <laughs> I'm, See, I'm they need to get everything. creative with stuff like that. They do. They, yeah. Because that's what fans want. Nobody wants to watch them play this touch football game. Especially, especially when other. they're just going through the motions. We yeah, understand yeah. that you got to honor these guys who have had great seasons. You have to recognize them. They, they all want to get the together. Contract Let them go to Hawaii. That's, get the contract that's what it's bonus. about. Yeah. And their families. <laughs> find, find something else for them to do other than football. It yeah. doesn't have to be football. I think we talked about American Gladiator competitions one time. That'd be a blast. Yeah. You know what? What we should do is we're going to call this Fix the Pro Bowl, and we'll dedicate like an hour of one of our shows we'll after it. the Browns are done. We have time. And we'll all so come up tomorrow? with what, what we want to see <laughs> mm-hmm. at the Pro Bowl. Right. I, do, I do a weekend basketball tournament. <laughs> yeah. Too many injuries. Mm-hmm. Too many you, injuries. You, think, yeah. you think they get injured? I, I think that the GMs the would be like, I'm not absolutely. having my guy the tear out an Achilles. would never allow that. Yeah, yeah. that's that, true. That, that's true. It would be fun. So it would that have would to be, be something fun. that would, you know, safe, mm-hmm. as safe as possible. I'd watch him play double dare. Get Mark Summers back. Hey, he's fine. Nostalgia is a funny thing. I just morphed back. Uh huh. All the way back. I'm like, man, I used to be trying to figure out how to get on these shows. And they'd be like, you got to send the letter in. Little did I know, I had no shot in hell to be on them shows. But I just remember watching them. You might have. Well, my my parents wasn't. Oh, yeah. My family wasn't down there. My family was going on family double there. Yeah. We (laughs) We murdered each other. So, congrats to the the three amigos that are going to the Pro Bowl. Um, We're going to talk about Jarvis Landry and his return Mm -hmm. to Cleveland since uh, for, for the first time since becoming a Saint. Also, Deshaun Watson had some interesting comments yesterday about his relationship with Kevin Stefanski. Something you've talked about at length on the show is that that's a big part of the reason why he's here. He reiterated that yesterday. No one's still going to believe it. I've said it. Aditi said it. Now Deshaun himself has said it. Nobody's going to believe it. Why does he? He only came here for two hundred thirty million. Shut up. If Deshaun says it, you can understand the skepticism. The check was the biggest. Now you want you want to impress me? Tell me that. The t- that the Dolphins gave him an o- an offer of two hundred and fifty million, yeah. and he said no to that to yeah. come to Stefanski. That's that's you know I sometimes it. I can't hear your words because your actions drown them out. And mm-hmm. let's get let's get let's hold on to this because I got a I got a unique answer for it. And I I, I want to try and unpack the timeline of how all this came together as best that I know it. Okay. And it's a lot longer because you, you because you did you did write that article about I wrote a I wrote a two thousand word article right about five days how, after he came yeah about how it got down in yeah. a meeting and all that stuff so yeah uh, someone ch- chimed in how is Denzel Ward not a Pro Bowler if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Really? Who said that? Hmm. No, oh, this person will remain nameless, but someone on our text chain. And Interesting. He, 
he's yeah, had he's games where I'm looking at him going, who the hell are you? He's an alternate, and I what think. Happened? I'm not sure yeah. why he's even. He is an alternate. An alternate. What? How did he make it as an alternate? Name recognition? It is. It, it has why, to be reputation. Why Taylor's an alternate, and he has And that's, that's reputation, game. too, because I, they've both taken a huge I'm line. not no hater. I, I want you to get all you worth. I'm not going to hate if you made the Pro Bowl. Congratulations. I'll just say this. Pro Football Focus has him rate graded at times this year as one of the worst corners in the league. I know. Yeah, not just the team, just yeah. lead. We could talk about all that when we get to the Brown stuff, which is going to come up later. Um, but I, I, we got to start with the Cavs, who we keep we keep saying, well, maybe this was the most impressive win. Mm-hmm. Well, may, maybe this was the most impressive win. I still think the Celtics wins both of them, rank as one and one A. But now we have a one B, and that's mm-hmm. what they did last night. They beat Milwaukee one fourteen one oh six after losing the two games against the Bucks in Milwaukee. They had a twenty four point lead. And I got to tell you guys, I was nervous as hell. I was watching with my son, and I kept telling I, – I said early in the fourth quarter, I said it's going to come down to a last-second shot, which it damn near did. Yep. If that three didn't get stuck in the rim in the backboard mm-hmm. and went in, it's a one-possession game. They held on. That's the good news. Donovan Mitchell played great, um, finished with 36 points, four rebounds, six assists. But Giannis, as I'm watching it, I have to give Tyvis credit because I, I know he's an MVP. I get that. But as I was watching Giannis will this team back from a 24-point hole to one, at one point cut it to six, I was thinking about how, how emphatic Tyvis has been that he is. Oh, he's insane. The best. Yeah. Play. He's unstoppable. Yeah. He is what he wants to be. He is unstoppable, both going to the rim and as a facilitator and even shooter. What did we make of last night's game? The Cavs. I'll, I'll, follow, I'll start off on the point you just made about Giannis. They fo- they focused their entire defense to stopping him. Anytime he got in the lane, there's three and four dudes around. And, and he got 45. And he's still getting what he wants. So it, it, it was a really impressive performance from him. I've said it on the show a hundred times. NBA teams that reach that level that the Bucks are at once you're a champion, they play hard for about five minutes. And the Cavs took the punch. Like, they fell behind early, and the Bucks are like, all right, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. But then it, you could almost see it like, okay, let's go. And they threw their best punch, and they almost got him. And I, they had the Cavs reeling. They had him on the ropes. But they held on, and and as you said, like I thought it was going to come down to the last minute, last second shot, and and you just felt like the champs are coming, the champs are coming, the champs are coming, and the kids were like, "Where's the clock? Where's the I clock? Know. How much longer do we uh-huh. have to hold on?" They even to this? said on the broadcast, "It feels like the clock is moving backwards." Yeah. Right they would have lost that game last year, I think, in that same situation, um, in, in the same thing, without without I think probably Garland made some really big mistakes. I thought he took some bad shots early in the shot clock. Yeah. Like around the six minute mark, when I'm starting to think, okay, this is where you want to just drain the shot clock as much as you can. He was jacking up not even good shots early in the clock, had a bad turnover, and I just felt like, oh, no, this is becoming like signature for this team, blowing these huge leads, but they did hold on. They held on, and it's, you know, it's, I was watching the game last night. I was thinking back. I think it was the year of the championship. I meant to look this up, and I didn't. I think it was the year that they won the championship. They had a game at Atlanta late in the year, and they got their doors blown off by Atlanta, and everyone was like, oh, my God, the Hawks are going to get them. Mm -hmm. And I remember writing that night, listen, guys, this is no big deal because the Cavs didn't defend the way that they would in the playoffs. Right. And and Milwaukee's kind of doing that now. Like, Milwaukee's not guarding the Cavs the way they're going to guard them in May mm-hmm. if they see this team again. And that's the one thing that's really important to keep in mind. I'll, I'll make another point. I was Last week I went to Detroit and spent some time with Mike Brown, the old Cavs coach. He's mm-hmm. done a fantastic job of turning around the Kings. I'm doing a story on Mike in Sacramento and all that. Probably come out sometime in January. And Mike said, like, listen – 
Like he's got Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. And he said these guys last year were the like one of the best pick and roll combinations in the league. But when you get to the playoffs, teams are going to take that away. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to take away what you do best every single time, especially the later that you go. You have to find better. You have to find alternative ways to score. So he's trying to get these guys to understand you're going to get your numbers during the regular season playing this way. It's not going to work in April, May, and June. Yeah. And that's what the Cavs have to start playing for is you can run pick and roll with Darius and Evan. You can run pick and roll with Donovan and, and Jarrett, but teams are going to take that. They're going to blitz the ball handler. They're going to get the ball out of his hands. You're going to do all these different things. So how else can you score? What other ways are you going to be able to put the ball in the basket? And that's the next step for the Cavs to figure out. I think the fourth quarter was a preview of that. It was. It was. When things break down or when teams are really coming at you and they're taking away what you do best, what's your secondary? What's your third option? And that's what I think that's the next step in the Cavs' progression is figuring that out. What did you see last night, G? Anything interesting you catch your eye? Oh, a whole lot of stuff. Hold on. Let me me wait. Let me wait. Process. Process. Y'all heard that? MVP. Mm, yeah, MVP. again. MVP. Oh boy, again. M- yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. But I was also watching Giannis get his. Giannis but is the MVP. Giannis, Giannis is the MVP. Hey, I mean, I, it's not even, hey, it's not that, even close to me. Hey, Giannis, like you said, he unstoppable. Like, he's good. if he, he could get to the rack, it's done. I, I mean, he, you can put He has a handle. He's mm-hmm. he is he is the closest thing I've seen to prime LeBron being unstoppable getting to the rim. It just... You, you can't do anything about Remember it. Remember Shaq at LSU? Just Shaq would put the ball on the floor and go right by everybody, yeah. and, and that's and, what I thought of yesterday. And he could go left, he could go right. But I will say this. In the playoffs, Jason, you are correct. In playoffs, things will slow down. They will take all of your, your best options away. So you got to figure out a way to, to be able to move the ball. Sometimes I watch and see how good the Cavs are doing by their ball movement. Yeah, you can, you can do pick and roll in some of those things, but the ball movement – it is what get people open, and that, that translates to playoff basketball. But I will just say this. People get on me all the time. They say, man, you, 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 that Kyrie Irving uh, uh, comparison you made yesterday, G. Bush, that was out of line. I almost drove off the road. He I watched like, what you had to say. He, I he almost was, drove look, off the road. Hey, I he, texted Mike. I'm like, G's he, lost his mind. He, he, He's <laughs> lost his mind. I'm telling you, man, by the end of the season, you're going to have some people come back and be like, you know what, damn it, G. Bush, you was kind of right. You tried to tell the people, the good people of Cleveland, that Colin Sexton had better numbers than Kyrie. And he, he did. I mean, he averaged 25. I was giving you the numbers. Oh, well, you got to look at the teams yeah, that they played on at the time. That was tongue It's like when Kevin Love came here from <laughs> Minnesota. Everybody's like, he's a rebounding machine. He's a scoring machine. Right. Well, there was nobody else yeah, there. Yeah. He had to He's gather numbers, and that's what he did. My name is the Duke of Knee Jerk. Mm. Listen, you know <laughs> how I get My down. Were jerking Can you get a sweatshirt that says that? The Duke of Knee Jerk. When you watch Donovan Mitchell today, in the moment, it's, un- it's undeniable. He, 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 he is just on that same level as Kyrie. And, and at the same time, this dude... Don't care about nobody. Like mm-hmm. he he went to the rack on Giannis. Like, well, if you, you get out of here. And when it's crunch time, and Darius Garland may move the ball and fumble the ball, or he he still act like he can't bring the ball. Donovan Mitchell say, "Give me that ball right here. I'm gonna show you what to do." And he closed them out. You talk about thirty some points a game. Mike, is G. Bush nuts on this? Oh yeah, uh, but <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it comes from a good place and a real place. I'm excited as he is. I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily say Colin Sexton. Was I'd rather have him than Kyrie Irving necessarily? Um, no, that's not it. 
No. Colin Sexton, no, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. The Colin Sexton was I know. just a proof facetious, of point. Facetious. If Kyrie no. played Donovan Mitchell one-on-one today, Kyrie would win. But that doesn't mean I'd rather have Kyrie. I don't know about yes, that, Jason. Yes, he would. He'd I don't him, know that. One of well, these neither of you know that. I don't neither know. of you know that. Remember, when you're one-on-one, -on -one, it's what you do with the ball. That's exactly and it. And Donovan is a great – I mean, he for, for what he is, Donovan can handle the ball, but Kyrie might be one of the best to ever Ky do Kyrie it. could beat almost – Kyrie might beat everybody in the league one-on-one, -on -one, but that doesn't mean I want him on my right, team. Right, Donovan's a better fit for the team. Mm -hmm. Donovan's better – all-around game yeah. probably than Kyrie but Kyrie when you're a point guard you have so many responsibilities outside of just scoring the mm -hmm. score, scoring the basketball you have to as the point guard Kyrie struggled with this at times you have to be aware Evan Mobley hasn't touched it the last four times down the floor I got to get my I got to get my guy the ball mm -hmm. right I got to get him a look I got to get him a touch you have to be aware of so much more it's really hard there are examples Chris Paul and Phoenix but it's it's hard and it's not ideal for your point guard to be your number one option. You don't want it to be your point guard. So the Cavs are better off having it be Donovan rather than a Kyrie or a Darius in this case. And Darius really was that last year. Speaking of Kyrie, the, the Nets are coming. They are. And they're going to be here the day after Christmas. That's a hot ticket. I'm oh, already, we going to see? I've already looked hey, into that. You know, that's the great part about basketball. They get an opportunity to go out there every other night, sometimes back-to-backs to prove it. Kyrie going to be in a building. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I'm Maybe. telling you. I don't think I think he's played here like once yeah. since he left. Kyrie is in the building. Guess what? You got to see Donovan Mitchell. And, and for all y'all fans out there, thank you very much for going ahead and, and continue to give those MVP chants. We want those things to be louder because the more and more it happens, people's going to start mentioning. You know what? That Donovan Mitchell. You he's know, gonna. He's in the he, conversation. One more reason change. though that like you'd rather have Donovan Mitchell than Kyrie mm -hmm. is that at no point is the GM of the Cavs going to suddenly get like a phone call in the middle of the night from Donovan Mitchell saying, I've decided I don't want to play basketball anymore. I'm going to go find Bigfoot. Right. Which is something that Kyrie really might do. He might do that, like, next week. Facts. And then he just, they just, they're missing their best player again. Yeah. Or the, you know. So, that's another thing. It's just the mental capacity, I think. And yeah. Like the, just the he, is a, he is a loose cannon, and you just don't know what yeah. you're going to get. We saw what the Cavs had to give up to get Donovan, mm -hmm. right? We saw, it was a yeah. war chest of picks, Larry Markkinen, the whole deal. Kyrie has no trade value right now. Mm -hmm. No, I was talking to an executive a couple weeks ago. I said, could, could they trade him at all? Could anybody want him? Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe the Lakers. Well, didn't in the he, right deal. he said he wanted traded and then the Nets well, came out and said, well, right. Durant asked for the trade. Kyrie opted back into his contract. He's, he's, he's crazy. You never know what he's going to yeah. say, what he's going to say thing. next. So, you know, like, we, we say like that kind of like, like, like flippantly, but there is something there's there. something there. It's yeah. it's it's and I don't real. Need to make light of it. I don't I don't want to make light of it either, but when you look at just the personality and some of the things that he has said mm -hmm. in his career and done, he I saw that's when a he was here. stick a TNT on your roster. I saw it early in his career when he was here and I was like, Man, there's just He's a contrarian. There's just something here, and it's just growing. Even had some issues at Duke left. in his this, in yeah. his one year well, there. Well Jay, you know, you just said you said something, Pope. Today, um, and this is in, in, in general, in, in our society. Everybody is a contrarian. Everybody, people think that you, the smarter you are, it has a correlation to do with how much you disagree with regular it's a facts. Brand. Yeah, it's a brand. Like, it's just like, okay, well, if you guys are over there, I can stand out by going over here and saying the most obscure, crazy mm -hmm. stuff. It's the hot take era. Yeah. yeah. And then you got money. So the money prevention shields you from any sort of repercussions. And then at the end of the day, you just look at those people and be like, well, social media, you could put something up 
And even if it's the craziest thing anybody has ever heard, yeah. you could get 2,000 likes. Yeah. And that's just... And that's why it I exists. I don't think he... Yeah. He doesn't believe a lot of stuff nah, he's yeah, saying. Yeah. He, likes the, he likes the pushback. He likes uh, make, getting that reaction from people and, and stand, being the person who says, I'm not going to go with everybody else on this. That's that's what it comes yeah. down to with a lot of his... I think his stuff, so, which isn't be. as crazy or anything. One thing, just back to the Cavs real quick, that, about that, I, that I loved seeing yesterday was some of the adjustments... That uh, I'll be honest, I probably underestimated JB Baker's staff throughout er, early on in his Cavs tenure, and I think I love watching what he's doing. I love watching their rapport with him. I love watching how he is using. Um, I, I like I, I like watching his rotation right now. I like like when Evan Mobley got in a foul trouble early, how he all of a sudden Jared Allen's covering it, again right. whether he wanted to or not, you know, and then. Right. Kevin Love's helping out on him. They knew that he was going to get 45, but they adjust for their weaknesses by just accepting. I won't say they accepted that he's. It's hard to say that, like, it's hard to say Jared Allen had a great game when the guy he was guarding had 45 points. <laughs> nah. But when your defensive play, when your defensive plan is to, you know, accepting that he's going to get his and then just do the best you can of making it hard as possible for him, then Jared Allen did a hell of a job on him last night. He really did. He bodied him up. And he and he he got his points too. Mm-hmm. And as much as your MVP candidate uh, looked good, he also got that on like thirty shots or something. He was he yeah. he, he was he had bad he was he, bad he had bad shooting last he night. He was volume shooting. I was I, I know he liked the, the rotation, half. but there were points that I know he can't play every second. But there were points during the last fifteen minutes of the game, the last three of the third, and then the whole fourth, where Mitchell was out. Obviously, it was it was on the, you know right. in the third quarter they brought him back in. He hit that glass three right before Milwaukee came yeah. back and answered it. One of the most bizarre four-second finishes yeah. of a quarter you'll see. Yeah. But I kept screaming, get him back yeah, in the game. To, were they trying to save him or something? I think they were trying to keep him fresh for yeah. the end, but I'm watching 24 turn yep. into 12 like Man, this. Get a timeout and get your star back in the game. Yeah, there was a point in yeah. the fourth quarter where I felt like Peyton Manning going timeout. <laughs> yes, yeah. timeout. Yeah, and they yeah. were not and, calling it. And Darius just went and attacked and – I think he missed, and the ball went out, and they called it out on Milwaukee, and they got it back, and I think they scored. But I thought there are moments where I think JB just wants to see how they're going to react yeah. under the stress test. But I'm sitting there going, they didn't react well. Timeout, timeout, and and I'll hold judgment. I love JB. Mm-hmm. I think he's an unbelievable human. Like the whole family of bigger staffs is terrific. I know them a little bit. I know his wife a little bit. Uh-huh. I think they're great. Something bad's coming. But no, he's just got to prove it in the postseason. Oh like, yeah, you have to prove it. Like Ty Lue, is he the right guy for this project? I have no idea because he's never yet. had the opportunity. Yeah. Like, look at Ime Udoka. Like, okay, the personal issues aside, first year coach going through it in Boston got in the finals. I know like, it's that's unreal. unheard of. Yeah, it is. And the two teams that I think are better than the Cavs Unless right you're now, David Blatt. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> don't do that. He We're did. gonna fight. That was in spite <laughs> of, not because you of. See how, you see how? You see how I did that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Udoka added to Boston. Blatt took from Cleveland. <laughs> anyway, so let's see how Joe Mazzulla does now as a first year coach in Boston. Let's see if he has the same type of success. Rank the top three in the is is it Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland? I think so. In I, that I order, too. I think it's Milwaukee, Boston, and Cleveland. And I, th- I think that even though the Cavs won last night, I think there's a clear delineation right now. And the reason I say that is because. The, the game on the Friday after Thanksgiving when the Cavs had a 17-point lead and they gave up a 25-2 to two run. You yeah. talk about finding that switch. Yep. Where's our playoff switch? Yep. There it is, 25-2. to two. Yep. We saw that again last night. When, when you get to the playoffs, you're not playing five minutes a night at that level. You're playing 
35 that's minutes exactly right. at that level. That's exactly and I right. just don't think they're ready. Milwaukee's they need won a shooter. Championship. They need a three-point shooter for sure. They do. Milwaukee's won a championship. Boston's made it to the finals. They know how to play. They know how to navigate December, January, February, March to play for April, May, and June. Cavs still have to figure that out. I have no idea if JB's the guy or not. I know one thing. They had a guy who was the guy, and that was Ty. He was terrific yeah. in the postseason, and he's not here now. So now let's see. I if, don't know if JB if, is or not. I hope he is because I really like him. If he can get his team to play defense hard all the time, I think I think he, he will be the guy because it, it's the most impressive thing about the Cavs is you can see their potential, like not offensively, but defensively. Like when Jared Allen or Mobley are on the perimeter, there's times where, I mean, countless times where they just switch. Mm-hmm. And you would think a big shouldn't be able to yeah. cut off guards. Like right. there's times where they cut them off off the two dribbles and make them, you know, swing the basketball. To have two bigs like that and two rim protectors, I mean, they got they got the potential to be lights out. They're already number one in the league right now defensively, right? And that's with certain lapses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I mean, they got the potential. It's just about whether or not they can do that consistently. It, when everybody else gives them that push in the playoffs, because they're going to give you some different energy. I have, a really, I have a really obnoxious question for you, Jason. Do you think that there is any way that we I, – I, I say this after watching that Utah game. Uh, do you think there is any way that the Cavs could have pulled out that trade without including marketing? No. Oh, no way. I wish. No, for the talent and for the money. They needed the contract. So they knew what work. he was then, because nobody was, like, pr- so pro-marketing last well, year. I mean, marketing had some big shots last I year. I mean, yeah, he did. Marketing. I loved him, and I hated seeing him go. Yeah. That's Mark- why I'm asking. Well, marketing finally got the Chicago stink off, because he was never the player in Chicago he was supposed to be. He had a good year here, and I give the Cavs a lot of credit, because they were searching for a wing last year. They were looking for a small forward. There was none to go get. So they just traded for marketing and turned him into one. Yeah. And if you really want to dial it back, the contract that they signed Larry Nance to set this deal up because he made all his money up front and then the contract got lower, which made him more appealing. So they mm. do the deal, they get marketing, they probably overpay marketing a little bit based on the production that he had in Chicago. But he's lived up to the contract, certainly. He had a great year here last year. I, I, he had a good year. He made some big shots. He had some good games. Mm-hmm. I did not look at Larry Markkinen as a cornerstone <coughs> of this franchise at no. any point. And I, he's having a wonderful year in but Utah. now he could be a big piece. He could be. I still would rather have Donovan. Oh, of course. So, yeah, I, that wasn't the question. So No, we're getting that, greedy. We're saying not. Donovan and Laurie. Some, like, what, what could be? What it hey, guys, could be. guys, have you met Isaac Okoro, Utah? Would you, would no, you see, like I, to take a dance with him? I think the interchangeable piece in that was probably Abaji. Yeah. Because he was a rookie and had... Yep. But in terms of Markinen and Colin, I think those were both pillars that had to be part of the deal. I haven't paid much attention to Abaji. How is he? He's not hardly playing. No. Really? Yeah. He's a rookie. I mean, he was a four-year guy at Kansas, so that tells you right there. Yeah, I know. If you play four years, are you there's, really ready for the There's NBA a reason why. There's a reason you had to stay right. in college In this time, time yeah. if you're there three, yeah. there, there's questions. Yeah. I, I, if you're there four, what are you yeah, doing? Uh-huh. Right. I, you know, are you your sure. parents professors <laughs> and you're making you stay? Because you, it, I will say this, man. Isaac Okoro, you can stay on the court if you go hit them corner threes. Dog. I know. And I still game yesterday. Decent game. You know, you know, Jason, I, I think they talk about his defensive efficiency. Like, he's been really hot over the last eight to ten games playing defense well. I don't know how long that can last. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're going to go all defense and, you know, he's a guy, you, do you like the lineup better? Because I know they have Stevens in there. They, they put D-Wade. D Wade, you got to change it. They're trying everything. Yeah, they tried everything there. 
So, w w w what are your thoughts o on? I don't that? think. I mean, Okoro's fine in the regular season. I, Okoro's not going to be part of this rotation in the playoffs. You you can't have that big of a liability offensively in a postseason series for exactly what we've just been talking about. The way they're going to scheme you differently. Like teams ignore him now. Well, mm -hmm. you can if you're getting enough at the other side, though. Kate. Yeah, but you, I don't. I mean, I, Golden I State. You can, but I think that they have enough defensively that they don't need him at oh, the other okay. side. Oh, okay. All right. They have between, other guys that can do what you need Mo in the playoffs. Between Mobley and Allen, you know, I think they can get enough defensively. I don't know that you need a defensive specialist on the wing in the postseason series. And maybe mm -hmm. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'd love to Before be we leave the Cavs, um, I asked you, is it is it Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland? Right now, the, Milwaukee is a full game ahead of the Cavs who are in the three. They're a half game ahead of the Celtics who are in the two. All three of those teams would have the best record in the West. The Cavs would have the best record in the West by a couple of games. Hmm. Um, is that the pecking order for you right now, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland? Man, I don't want to see Brooklyn in first round, I tell you that. They scare me they, too, man. I, that's something I want to see. They're figuring it out. Yeah. And, Last again, night, I think they were up by like 35 points at one point. It is the age and the volatility of that team that gives me hope. That would that gives me they hope could that implode at any moment. They could implode yeah. at any time. And so hopefully, that, that's what... You're counting rooting for that 3 a.m. phone yes. call where he's going to look for big. Foot. If you count for the, if you count on the count the volatility into it, purely basketball, I'd say that the Cavs are still below those guys. I, get, I think just right now, but um, but if you take into the into account the volatility and the Kyrie factor, then I could I, I put them. Is that there. how you see it? I, I, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland, I, Nets. I, I think right now the record says they're a little better than what they are. I like all the pieces of the parts. Obviously, I'm drinking a Donovan Mitchell Kool Aid, but. You look at the East. If you said they got the Miami Heat, could they lose? Sure, they could. If they got the Brooklyn Nets in, in the round, sure they could lose that. Mm -hmm. If they got the 76ers, they could lose that. It's might, very close. It, yeah. The East Hawks, yes. and it is close. It's it's, it's close. So yeah. I I don't think now they're in the top three, but it's a work in progress. I think they can okay. be there at the, by their record. And by the way, they play if they continue through the like the long haul. That yeah. game in a couple of days is like a Christmas present to, to all of us. Oh, yeah, fine. It's, 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 I, I wish I almost wish it was a Christmas Day game. That'd be a fun day yeah. to, because everybody's just sitting around watching TV. But it gives you something to look forward to the next day because that is going to be. There's a lot of interest in that game. I, I, I was like, why are we on Christmas? I'm we, glad it's not Christmas we, Day. We, we, no, we my my family's it. fighting in the garage. And I don't get to watch the game. <laughs> next year, the Cavs will be on Christmas. Okay, they had to wait. I think so. Yeah, and they. I don't think. I think everybody's surprised how early this thing's come together. They're, they're one yeah. game behind the best record in the NBA. But, I mean, they were cooking teams last year. They we were, were freaked out last year. Were, before but they but at the last end of the year, the crazy one. But it, it they were trending it, down. It didn't feel sustainable last year, and then they had the injuries, and it wasn't sustainable. Right. This is sustainable. Sure. And real quick before we pivot, I know we got Maurice. You mentioned the West, and I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday. I can't remember a time in the NBA when so many small market teams had this many big stars. You look at Donovan in Cleveland, John Morant in Memphis, Jokic, who we haven't even talked about. In wow. Oh, I know. MVP could be a three-time MVP. We ignore him. Giannis. Giannis in Milwaukee. I can't remember a time when so many superstars were in small markets across the NBA. They, and you, I'm just really curious. They, I mean, we could spend a whole second. And not all of them are on first contracts. You can understand how it might happen on their first contracts. Yeah. Uh, but well, a lot of times they sign the second and then they force their way out to the second. Yeah. Two of them. Or, or that you just named, I believe, are not American. And I wonder how much it, what we value comes into play with that. That's because interesting. They, don't chase, they might not be as necessarily interested in chasing money. Blinded or by the lights titles, of L.A. Or yeah. the lights of L.A. or yeah. New York. 
like there might be more comfortable in a place that's a little more quiet. That's absolutely you know? true. Yeah, Giannis I, has said that yeah, in Milwaukee, yeah. and obviously Jokic and Denver. It's just that's what you have to depend on if you're like a franchise. Is you just gotta like hope that they had like a whole, like a rough upbringing in Greece where they were mistreated as an immigrant, <laughs> and then they're just like, I appreciate everything about and Milwaukee. And Memphis looks like <laughs> Milwaukee's Mecca. a yeah, right. you know. <laughs> and and I, I've never got it when you filthy rich like that, bro. You 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 getting two hundred million, one fifty, bro. You live anywhere. Yeah, I can yeah. I can still live in Lakewood, right? I just uh, yeah, if yeah. I got enough money, I'll just build a tower. <laughs> build me a tower right in the yeah. middle of Lakewood. Yeah, I'm here. Uh-huh. I got it. Can you build a studio in said tower so we can do the show from there? Oh yeah, look, I, and that's another thing. Why all y'all cats build me going to other studios? Just put it in your basement. There that's you a go. Co- you guys are stripping. Yeah. Honestly. All right, uh, Maurice is on the line, so that means it's time to do um, our fence riders. But first. We have uh, we got to do our Browns read. A hot right? read from yep. great director filling in here. Yes, by the way. Anthony filling in. Anthony, you're Thank killing you. it. <laughs> uh, so today's Browns talk is sponsored by <laughs> oh, Hall the Confidence College. Uh-huh. Tracy supports their students financially, <laughs> professionally, and personally, and opens up the door to endless possibilities. Try C, where futures start now. Classes begin January 7th, 2023. It's pronounced Cuyahoga McNuggets. <laughs> well, we I think it's Cuyahoga. But you say Cuyahoga. I think it's a Hoga. I say Hoga. Yeah, I'm from Parma, so I guess that's just a me thing. Mike, let's bring in more. Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga. Oh, Cuyahoga all the way. Yeah, G. Cuyahoga. Yeah, I'm a Cuyahoga too. Okay. Uh, hey, Maurice. Merry Christmas, my friend. How are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, this we Same got chill. Thing. Merry Christmas. We got chill and laid back, Maurice. Yeah. Today, I like that look, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice, it looks like you got a lot of rooms in your house. It just look, you got multiple rooms. Like I, I, you keep setting up different places. I got like two rooms. Like you, I, my wife can find me at all times. The family room, or he does a lot of hits from the toilet. Or the bedroom. Where you at? You in no. there? Yes, I'm still in here, bro. No, the the the, the baby's gone. So usually I go in the basement because we got a new baby, and usually the baby's crying, and so they would uh they would be disruptive to the audio. So I usually go in the basement where you know I can trap myself. <laughs> hide out all right Maurice good to see you um you were drinking the Kool-Aid last week and it seemed to work out for you uh yes. Browns now under Deshaun Watson are two and one um the easy schedule Deshaun Watson tour continues as they host the five and nine New Orleans Saints who are in line to either host a playoff game or have a first a top 10 pick in the that's NFL incredible. draft that's, amazing. Incredible. that's the nuttiness that is the NFC South but we have we have pretty much established the fact that their path to the playoff is a lot more clear, even though they're still a long shot, than it is for the Browns because at five and nine they're just a game behind the division leader, Tampa Bay. Um, you ready to do this no fence rider thing? Yeah, I got I got my answers loaded. I got the questions last night. Nice, very good. Boom. So nothing off the tip of your tongue. You've thought about all of this. No. Uh, what's what's the first one, Anthony? So the first one today and we'll have Maurice answer first, is will Nick Chubb have more rushing yards than Alvin Kamara has total yards? Mm. That, my answer is yes. I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I think that uh, the Browns, yeah, I think the Browns are going to pick up momentum, and, and I'm hopeful that we enter the playoffs and that everybody's playing well going there. So I'm going to say yes. Wow. Okay. Full of the Christmas spirit. That is really he hopeful. Is. Um, yeah. what, what did the group say? Let's see what the uh, what the whole gang said. Polk didn't send in his answers. So, Polk, I'll, make sure you answer. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm a no. Yeah, you're a no? Yeah. Um, so, gee, you're a yes, too. 
Why? Because I think part of Alvin Kamara's game is catching the football. It's going to be windy. It's going to be terrible conditions. I think that neutralizes both squads. So then it comes down to the running attack. Now, Alvin Kamara could just run for 3,000 yards in the middle. Um, but I think, and I don't know, I, I might be dumb for sounding this and having faith. I think Joe Woods would at least this game figure out that the weather is crazy and have 96 dudes in the box. Can I hit my no real quick? Sure. Okay. No. Nick Chubb was on the injury report this week. It's going to be zero degrees. Yeah. The, the season is over. You got to see what you had out of your young guys. Why would you risk injury in, a, in conditions like this on your pro bowler for no reason? Are we going to learn how good Deshaun Watson is at handing the ball off? Just don't play him or play him very limited. And if they do that, then he's not going to get that many yards, not because Nick Chubb isn't good or anything. That's right. How I feel. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. And I'm telling you guys, I said this yesterday, and I got all kinds of pushback. But now on the injury report for the Browns, Chubb and Joku and Gary, right? No. And uh, I thought he took a day Amari off. Cooper. Oh, okay. Amari Cooper. Amari mm. Cooper. And, and Cooper's hurting. Like he, he, he said is. again and yesterday. So my point yesterday was, despite the fact that I got pushed back from Leroy saying, we're gladiators and we play. Mm -hmm. I get that. I do. But I also understand that everything that this sport does now is analytically driven. And if somebody in Berea has a pro column, like the benefits to playing and the risks to playing, to me, the risks are going to be far greater than the benefits. Here's why. We've already had a chance to see Watson and Chubb and Watson and Cooper. What are we going to learn over the next three meaningless games? It, they're still going to have a 24-week break in between throwing and catching and playing football together. So what difference does it really make? I say if these guys are dinged in any way, shape, or form, err on the side of caution and let's get this damn thing we together should, for next Let's ask year. the authority. Maurice, do you agree with that or no? No, he don't agree with well, that. Yeah, no, y'all both made good points, but I, I, I tend to think about it a little bit different. It's like you, you want him playing well. I can get that you would want to sit him because you're thinking about next year, but you would still want a guy who goes out there, practice, trains all off season, uh, and you're still going to want to get him his touches. That's just what I'm saying. And I, I think that he'll perform very well. So that's just my opinion. Let me translate. <laughs> Gladiator, we play. And I'll translate it even better because when asked about it, Kevin Stefanski said, yeah, I hope he's playing. I really do wish he's playing. And if there's one person. Coaches that, never lie. If there's, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if there's one person who this doesn't fit, it's Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb does stuff that nobody else does. Who, who goes and maxes, does max out videos all across the country with high schoolers in a gym with 90,000 pounds on his back? You think they, he about to let, be like, yeah, I, I'm just going to sit this I out. I wish he'd cut back on that, frankly, a little bit no, because I don't need him doing that. Look, I, I'm like, you're strong. We see you. You don't <laughs> yeah, need to lift a know, truck dog, every day in front of high school kids. Like, yeah. Jay, so what, what what's think, going Jay? on over in Berea? I, I Are, think, is there a chance that they might err on the side of caution or no? No, I think they're going to play. Now, they may be somewhat limited in the snaps that they give them, but three weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, is a long time to shut it down. If it's the last game of the season, I agree with you. I think we see a heavy dose of Jerome Ford and they shut down Nick. 
but there's still a lot of football left to play. Yeah. There's still three weeks to go. I don't think I, – I don't know. I don't think Nick is seriously hurt. I don't think it's anything of significance. You don't feel like them being on the list is just a precursor to us waking up Saturday, finding out they're inactive? Well, uh, well let's find out today. Let's see the injury report today. Let's see if they participate in practice today. What time does that come out? Uh, mm-hmm. A couple Ish. hours. Okay. I'm not calling for a complete shutdown, by the way, on these guys. I'm just saying limit their reps Pull to be fitting of the game Haven't they and, been and the importance of the year? moment. You sound That's like, all I'm trying you to say. You sound like a politician during COVID. Yeah. I'm not trying to say <laughs> no. a full <laughs> shutdown. You can keep your <laughs> deli open. You can keep your deli <laughs> open. Right, just, just don't let right. anyone eat there. <laughs> the, the last practice before the game is a pretty usually it's a Friday practice is a pretty good indicator of who's going to play and who's not but this week it's today that's why I'm saying so let's wait and see today uh, who practices if they're full participants if they're held out of practice today that's a pretty good indicator they're not going okay Mm -hmm. so we we should know shortly all right uh, what's number two number two will the Browns pick off Andy Dalton twice this one was one of our few unanimous answers this week (laughs) we already know what it is yeah what you got Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm all over Kool-Aid, man. We got to get it going. I'm saying yes. He's willing. So are we still man on an island. I know I was Maybe. a no. They, yeah. Maybe. I, I know Maybe everybody's no. take it. <laughs> man yeah, on an island. Hey, no. bro, it looked like a whole hey, angry no. mob hey. of people at the bottom. Like, <laughs> like, no. uh, hey, hold on. <laughs> When he said it was unanimous, I had to say yes. You're a contrarian. See? You're a contrarian. <laughs> he knew we were all in the know. <laughs> Man, you know what? And here's, here's what I've learned from this answer. You lose the title of Mr. Kool-Aid. It is official, yeah, Maurice, yeah. Maurice. Maurice. You are stirring oh, the Kool-Aid now. Hey, look. This look. is positivity. Yep, yep. yep. He is, look like, when it, it, you know what? You have some sort of soft spot. For the Browns, because when you talk about any other team or topic, you'd be like, "Well, I ain't got no allegiance to this cat." So you just be kicking facts. Now, man, I don't even, you be trolling, dude. But for the Browns, you'd be like, "Oh, will Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson throw for a thousand yards in the same game?" I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's reminding us of that skit that SNL used to do on the Bears. So if mm-hmm. Dicka got yeah. into a fight Yo. with Superman, Batman, uh-huh. and Aquaman, who wins? <laughs> it's Dicka. Young Bears. Yep. Well, bears. I told you. Uh, look, so obviously I'm from Youngstown. So you grew up with Bernie, Webster, Slaughter, Leroy, Kevin Mack, oh. all those guys. So until I until they pack me up and put me in a grave, and I don't care how many games they lose, it's gonna be the Browns. Man, I, love, I love the loyalty. I respect how did the Browns do this to us? How? You know what? It's how just, does this happen? It is like we've been mass hypnotized. Right, it's crazy. And we make the Kool Aid reference, but really is kind of Jim Jones. Like yep. Jim Jones got nine hundred people to drink purple Kool Aid, telling them that if, if you do, you get eternal salvation. Somewhere, I don't know if it was Paul Brown or Art Modell, somewhere, somebody put that spell on us because we would drink it. And because all of us are like when the fandom that oozes out of us, like if, if the Browns won the Super Bowl, I'm not going to lie, I would cry. I would cry too. I know Pope yeah. would cry. I'd take a yeah. week off work. Like I'd be, oh, bro. <laughs> I'd be on deadline. I ain't crying. I got too much work to do. Try to get this bag. You'll cry after you file your story. Well, let's keep plowing through these there. Let's try. Yeah, let's so get number to three is will Deshaun Watson attempt at least 20 passes in this game? We saw Betsy yesterday with that win. I'm saying no for this one. Hmm. Nah. Greg Roman well, I, takes I, over I, as I, offensive coordinator, we will. Um, yeah, what do you say, Morris? I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, the only reason I'm saying yes is because you have to – it's for continuity purposes. Like, you don't – you know, I, I know that he has a 
what is it, five-year contract. He's going to get a lot more passes than this year. But you still want to see him perform up under game time and just get his rhythm back and get his feet up under him and get his reps. So I'm going to say yes. Wow. Okay. Anybody else say yes? What? what yep. do, how many did he throw last week? Mm. It was 28, 18 for 28. I'll go yes. I'll go yes. Let's see him. what the group said. For 180 or 168. Okay, everybody did. I'm surprised I did. What the hell happened? <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, I remember like my answer. answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, it, well, here's the It's Kevin Stefanski. 20 is not a very high no. I mean, he threw the ball 40 times with Brissett. Kevin yeah. Stepaski. Yeah, he like. Uh-huh. He, yeah, you're right. That's right. Five, I mean, it's five a quarter. That's not a very high. Yeah, yeah. And, he, we, and that screen count, screen passes count too. Right. right. I, I mean, but Betsy was on the show with us yesterday. 50. She said there are going to be 50 to 60 yeah, mile an hour wind gusts. Yeah. And the interesting thing was, Bull and I touched on this. We could have a bigger than 65 yard field goal because it's going to be going west to east. Right into the dog pound. The entire right the game the into the dog pound. <laughs> He could try a 75 Hey, yarder. if he hits that bull, it's going to go oh, crazy. Let's focus on extra points. He's going to go bull nuts hate. and be hit that. <laughs> I know. He will be devastated. I think between shovel pass and screen, they're not yeah. going to throw it 30 yards down the no. field. Yeah. You're not trying to well, drive it down the field. Well, he hasn't done that anyhow. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's but, been a short But with the game. dinks and dunks, D- I think I said on Monday's show, his average depth of target in the first half was three and a half yards. Yeah. You could do that in 50 degree winds. I can like, reach yeah, that far, yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure. I think I... All right, what's next? So, speaking of extra points, will either team attempt a field goal of at least 45 yards this week? Of course they will. Yeah, I, yeah I, after I heard, Jay, what you said, though, what the wins will be, of course, I'm pretty sure there'll be somebody knowing that going into it in the pregame. I'm pretty sure they'll uh, probably be kicking along with the win to see, you know, uh, just w- what level of accuracy they have with, uh, with the conditions. So, I'll say yes. What, what the group said? Not a- I'd just like to say, G said no, even though he just said, of course. Can't be jerk. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember either. We got hey, the- hey, my moments be like eternities to other people. <laughs> <laughs> you, are the D- you are the Duke of Nietzsche. <laughs> like, like, that was years ago, bro. <laughs> I'm in a different portal, Here's- fifth dimension. I think this brings up an interesting question. Phil Dawson is not kicking in the NFL right now. Why is Phil Dawson not here teaching Cade York how to kick? And, and well, right, he should be down there with blades of grass. He should be down there with blades of grass, just being like throwing him up in the air at the fifty yard line, being like, "You got to go a little, little left right there." Like he should be teaching him all this stuff. Well, yeah. Phil had the Dawson flag installed at the yes. stadium yeah. in the one corner toward the dog pile. I want end. Phil as a game day consultant on the sidelines I, for all I, eight home games at least. I just wonder scowling if he's just at not everyone. Interested. I just wonder if he's just not interested. <laughs> he's happy in Texas and. He's just not interested. You can in the be job. happy in Texas, but make a million a year for I eight agree. days. And I come agree. Yeah. You you keep bringing up the point, whether we like it or not, it is a big facet of the game, and yeah. a lot of games are decided by three points or less. Yep. And there are a lot of missed field goals that yeah. can change the outcomes of these things. If you can do one little thing, like bring in a guru to stand right. on the sidelines and just be his personal. Kicking coach. No salary cap on coaches. Hey, Jimmy, bring you back up that Brinks truck. Was- actually make like a worthwhile <laughs> payment on something and, and bring in Phil Dawson. Stop, oh. you know, take some of that. Take some of that J.D. Nobody, Vance money. Nobody knows the stadium better than Phil. Nobody knows. Yeah, the I know better. And, and I thought Betsy had a great point yesterday when she talked about, listen, if you're in the dog pound, you're going to get punished because the winds coming through that southwest gate. Yep. It's going to make kicking into that end, the closed end. Almost impossible. So no one's trying a 45-yard field goal at that end. And I just think it swirls too much at the other end to try. You may have a massive gust at your back, 
But the way, and you can't even, that's why I was starting to say Phil had that flag installed. You can't even really depend on the little tassels that they have at the top. No, they're the inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. So you really need to look at that flag. And I don't know that Cade is ready to really know that flag and how to adjust and everything. And certainly New Orleans kicker's not, so I say I no. wonder if we could get Phil on the show and ask Phil, what would your interest be in doing something like that? I would love, do you have, do you have his digits? Could I do, I had a him? long conversation with him a couple years ago. I wonder if he would come on the show and just have a chat with us. We could, he's, he's, he doesn't like doing a lot of media, he doesn't? but the, the way that I phrased it to him, I said, what's wrong with kickers today? And he's like, I'm gonna talk about that because you're wrong. Yeah. He totally flipped my mindset in an hour conversation. He totally flipped the way that I look at kicking in the NFL. It was a fascinating conversation. Well, I think because I would love Kate has on. been such a kind of a, not polarizing guy, but he's, he, you know, he's had an up and down rookie season and they drafted him so highly. I think at some point in the offseason, it'd be great to see if Phil will come on with us and just talk kicking and the mentality yeah. of kicking. Yeah. I, I need to ask you a question. You know how the trajectory of football has to be lower when you kick it from right. deep? Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, like, could could they take Harbaugh does this on two point conversions? Could they do like a muddle huddle and take half the line and split them out to the left, half of the line, split them to the right, and only have three dudes on the line of scrimmage? And then that way, once he kicks it, it's not as many people to block it. So it's basically like a ready. You 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 think that the defense then would have to honor all that yes. and split out? They, I don't know. It's weird how they do punts now. Maurice, I don't know if you ever played on punt team, but it's funny how the formations for punting the football have changed so radically in the mm-hmm. last decade. Now, mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's like it's not the first line and last line of defense right. and the punter. They surround him with three guys, and they're the bodyguards to make sure no one gets through at the last second. Yeah. Did you play? Did you ever play on, on punt protection or, or no, I- during, during your time? Yeah, I played on I played on uh, punt protection and punt uh, rush. But punt protection, I played the wing where, you know, you do a, a few drop kicks and you set and you got to catch the. Um, it's either like a smaller DB or a wide receiver who's usually trying to rush, and I was also the A gap rusher. But you, you're you're 100 percent correct where they formed like a um, the, the 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 offensive linemen are like they're, they're angled more. And then they have a um, like the pocket two on one side, one on the other. Right. And then they kind of you know come in once the ball is snapped. So that was after after I was done playing. I didn't see that when I played. Right. Yeah, right. that wasn't a thing. They, no, they, that's they, real. That's just, new. Yeah. So I'm wondering, can you be innovative? They innovative maybe. on punt. Be innovative on uh, on field goal team too. Yeah, maybe. It's an interesting thought. All right, Ant. All right. Question number five: Will Taysen Hill be involved in a scoring play of any kind? That includes passing, rushing, and receiving. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Maurice? Hey, look, I don't know why I looked at uh, G. Bush's picture with the thumbs down and so taking that as like my sign from God to say no. <laughs> <laughs> 
This dude found a way. I love his logic. Found, yeah, he found a way to he found a way to be a, a, a cheerleader for the Browns. Yeah. He found a way to get that off. Yeah. No. So what did we say? What, 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 what was the group? Let's take the group picture here, Steve. Somebody explain this Taysom Taysom Hill experiment to me, and if it's working as far as this weird experimental position that he's playing. Yeah, I don't think it's and working. And they paid him a bag of money, too. I know they did. Is it working? Not really. No. Well, what's their record? They're 5-9. Five and, five nine. and right. so I, I think it all started <laughs> with Sean Payton, who likes to fancy himself as the innovator offensively. Mm-hmm. I used to hate, and I mean hate with a capital H, watching him pull a Hall of Fame quarterback and one of the greatest ever to play mm-hmm. that position off the field for a Tim Tebow wannabe. I just thought it was so disrespectful. And Drew handled it well. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm sorry, man. Was I'm, it effective when he did it, though, There were times that it was effective. I don't know what the analytics okay. would say, but I just think overall it's gimmicky. Yeah. And I just, I was never a fan of it. It's absolutely gimmicky. And I think NFL teams are so obsessed with, how they make other teams prepare and giving them other things. Mm-hmm. And if you have to spend 10 minutes of your practice going over when we bring Taysom Hill into the game and the goal line packages, that's 10 minutes that's less that you're spending over here. And I, I really think that's part of it is just teams have to prepare for it. And that takes away preparation mm-hmm. time for other areas. I, I don't necessarily like it either. It's 100% a gimmick, but it's obviously right. something that they believe in. How, did you ever have to deal with anything like this, Maurice? Did anybody ever try or anything, uh, do you, like a hybrid player of this sort, did you play with, and was it confusing? You lost a lot of touchdowns to Lionel <laughs> Ross your first game. I remember that. <laughs> Is that the same thing? You, they made, no, Jim made Maurice no. take him to the goal line against Texas Tech, and then he bring Lionel Ross and, and let Lionel get somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but what you said was actually correct when you said that um, – other teams will see you use a package of some sort and you are 1000% correct. And people will spend time away from, you know, getting regular reps on what they regularly see and prepare for this other stuff. And some people may view that as a competitive advantage. So I didn't have that line of thinking when you said that, but I think that that may be some reasoning or logic behind why people do what they do or why Sean Payton probably did what he did. Well, he wasn't running it right. If you want to take some help to, to be successful in that play, I, you got to implement what I call the double direct snap. You got to have two quarterbacks in the, in the backfield, and you don't know which one's going to get it. If you read option to him, you give it to him, have him take the ball, and then they can run a RPO off of that. So he right. can either throw the ball or run the ball, and he can keep it. Now, the reason Wildcat don't work no more is people forgot. Darren McFadden used to actually throw the ball. He, he, like, he used to throw the ball to people. Like, you can't just snap it to somebody and they'd be like, oh, you're confused. They're not. You still have to have routes and different things. So if you had two quarterbacks in the backfield and Taysom Hill can throw, he can have an option to throw on a package of plays. That would really come is, he's to- not a very good thrower of the football. Yeah, it, but mm-hmm. I mean, also, I agree with you. Taking Drew Brees off the field is, is malpractice for Taysom. Yeah. Right yeah, now, right. you're dealing with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. It's yeah, not the same. you want to pull one of those schlebs off? That's fine. You can take fine. them off to bring But when I would see Drew Brees yeah. running to the sideline and Taysom Hill taking the handles of the offense, it yeah. used to just infuriate It's a big drop-off. Yeah. Huge drop-off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have one more, right? <laughs> All right, last question for this week. Will the Browns and Saints combined pass for more than 300 yards? Mm. Oh, I would say yes. Have to. Hmm. Let's see what the group says. Even with the win. I 
said yes too. No. Oh, I don't yes. even know who I am yeah, anymore. G. Bush, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, G. Bush, explain yourself, man. Yeah. No, think, no, no. No? Man, y'all, they're going to get out. Y'all forget. Remember them games against the Raiders a couple years ago? Raiders, a couple games against Philadelphia where the wind was crazy and, and they couldn't even throw the rock. They're not going to be throwing the ball like this. They, I mean, if you get 150 yards, and Andy Dalton don't even really have that strong of an arm. But you could have a six-yard throw to Camaro and he takes it 80. That's yeah. what I'm counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise That's what me. I'm, you could the, have the same with Chubb. Right. Yeah. That's or what we Hunt. talked about earlier. So about the ball's not, not going to travel long right. distances through the air. Right. But you if you get somebody three, guessing yards. wrong on a frozen field, yep. long runs you can happen. Catch guys in the flat, screen passes, shovel passes, that sort of I thing. Got, I got. Three not a high, not a high. I got Dan, even this weather. I got Andy Dalton at 125, and I got Deshaun Watson up to 300. That now is, I will say. <laughs> Like the last time Deshaun played weather like this here, he was horrible. Oh, terrible. He was awful to the point where he said that impacted his decision why he initially crossed Cleveland off his list first was oh, because really? the weather was so bad. They had a delay. I mean, I have to go back and pull up his numbers. This year he led the league in passing. He was awful. It was like he 100 was yards. And he the weather horrible. Saturday is going to be even worse than it was that day. He was here. Okay. So that is something to factor. Hey, before we let you go, Maurice, give us a score and a winner, and then I want you to close it out by saying you, you have probably everything you would like to have, but one thing you don't have that you would like to see under your tree for Christmas, but give us the score first. Oh, so the score, let's go 28 to 7. All right. Oh, high but scoring. One, yeah, w- one thing I would like to see under my tree, it probably won't fit. Uh, I want a cold tub. I'm getting a little bit older, oh, and tub. I need me a cold tub. <laughs> 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 yeah, so so I, I see these things on Instagram. They got these little cold plunge tubs, and I, I got to figure out how to get myself a cold plunge tub because I'm getting older, and I run a lot, or I, I do a lot of the stair climber, and uh, my legs, they just don't recover the same way. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Tim um, Tebow got that cryogenic thing. You see him and him and his girl talk about regeneration. I'm not giving myself no damn hey, IV. What the hell is hey, he? I don't Tim have, Tebow got a hey, surgery. <laughs> yeah, you, you t- see Tim it. Tebow. No, Tim Tebow got uh, Tim Tebow money. I got Maurice Claret money. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maurice, you're the best, man. Merry Christmas to you and your beautiful family. I hope you, you enjoy it. And we'll talk next week, All okay? Right. All right, See you, man. buddy. See you, buddy. All right. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.